Your business exists because you had the idea to start it. Everything begins in our minds. That's why your business results cannot outgrow your current level of thinking. Do you want to serve more clients, make more money, without working more or burning yourself out? Grow yourself first as a leader of your business, because that's who you are, a leader, even if you're the only person in your business right now. When you lead yourself first, the business results will always follow. My name is Maggie Perotkin. I'm an international business and leadership coach, an expert in business mindset, strategy, and high performance. I created the Diamond Effect podcast to help you elevate your thinking, expand your perspective, and through it, grow your business without overwhelm. So let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number five. Today, I want to talk about setting money goal and especially about all the fears that I see come up in my clients whenever they start working with me. And I, as a business coach, I ask them to set a money goal. So then we can have a measurement around how we're progressing and what kind of results we're getting while we're working together. So money is a funny thing. Now, in business, in a way, if you're not making money and you're not leading your business to be profitable, of course, if you're starting, maybe that's not right away, but leading your business in a profitable, to be profitable, then you don't have a business. So money and finance is kind of like language of business. And yet, you know, money can be controversial and we have a lot of drama about it, especially when um, you are a new entrepreneur. So, you know, we have, so I want to start a little bit talking about that, about money and kind of all our beliefs about it before I get into, you know, dispelling the fears about setting the money goal and giving you a quick framework on how to do it and how to lose all the drama around it. So yes, money, we all have a desire for it to some extent, right? Yes, a lot of us are not motivated by money, but only when our core needs are fulfilled. So let's say as long as we have food and we can pay the bills and we have roof on our head and some basic needs are fulfilled, then money motivation goes down and we're no longer motivated by getting it because that safety and the basic needs for us and our family are fulfilled. And then we start getting motivated more by helping others and fulfilling the purpose of our life. So yes, to an extent, money motivates us. But then, you know, a lot of research shows the more we have it, the less motivated by it we have. We are. And of course, what that magic number is, there isn't a magic number, everybody's different. What, you know, at what point they stop really being motivated by by making money. Now, if you think about it, money per se is neutral, right? It's a currency, it's an exchange, it's a way to exchange and trade goods and services and so on. And, you know, it's energy. So, what attaches meaning to money is 
our beliefs and our stories that we create around it that make money good or bad. So a lot of it comes from our upbringing. And, you know, I'm going to share my upbringing around it. So you might know it by now. I was born in Poland in the communist regime. I was about 11 when the communist regime collapsed in the in Poland. Um, so as family up to that point, we never had not even a lot of money because people had money, but they couldn't buy anything. So money didn't have that much value other than, again, buying food and, and um, you know, some shelter and so on. But as family, we were never rich or well off. So, yes, I never had that scarcity to the point where you cannot buy, you know, food or pay the bills and so on that safety of some basic needs were always met for me um but even after the communist regime collapsed a my mom was a teacher and at that point you know teachers <laughs> didn't make a lot of money in poland i don't think they even still do and um my parents divorced around the time when the communist regime collapsed. So yes, my dad took care of us and provided that financial support, but he is a frugal person. So he would provide support only either for basic needs or education, self-development, whenever me and my sister wanted to go to school, learn a language, buy books and so on, that was never a problem. But for frills like maybe nicer clothes or whatever teenagers at that time had, we never had that. So, so, so we had enough to, again, live and not worry about what we're going to eat, but we never had more to maybe travel a lot and have nice clothes that maybe other had and so on and so forth. So every one of us has that sort of programming from programming or some, you know, through experience, some beliefs about money. Um, you know, my clients, some of my clients have thought that, oh, you have to work hard to be able to make the money you want. You need to be working hundreds of hours and never sleep and you will sleep when you're in the grave and things like that, right? And then, of course, there are some people who've had childhoods much more, um, you know, not as good maybe as mine or even much better as mine and that those beliefs are different. But when you think about it, again, it's our beliefs and our stories that we have around money that make it good or bad. Money is neutral. And as humans, what do we do with it? How we treat it or how we pursue it to what point and then what do we do with it when we have it? That gives meaning to money. So because of that, because of all those beliefs and kind of experiences that we have, a lot of people have a lot of drama around money, right? So whether it's we care about what other things. So some people think that, oh my God, if I start making good money through my business or I'm becoming rich or whatever, then I will lose my friends or I'll become this monster, this Scrooge that nobody likes and so on. And again, that doesn't have to be true because when you grow as a leader, when you self-develop, you get prepared to welcome the good amount of money and lots of money that you're going to have or earn through your business and you'll be ready to manage it well and 
create that sufficiency in your life and not, you know, get spoiled by it. But there is some work that needs to be done for sure. Anyhow, so why it is important to put, to create or to set money goals in your business? Well, again, finance and money is the language of business. And why is it? Because again, it's neutral. It can easily show in your business states the facts in a simple way. Numbers in a way are simple. Yes, they can get complicated, but for a solopreneur, having a service business online, they don't have to be complicated. So for example, if you make $100,000 a year or $50,000 a year or more, when you have that number, it can quickly show you how you got there, right? It can show you how many clients you have to get to that number, what kind of offers you had, what was the pricing of the offers, you can allow you to measure the progress. So how did you get there to the 100,000? Was it, you know, um, a little bit every month? Did you do certain launches? And there were certain months when you were doing much more, you earned much more because of that. It allows you to see what's working and what's not working in your business. It allows you to see what is what offer product or whatever you have is more profitable than the other one. How much effort it's taking you to earn certain amounts based on the offers that you have, right? So <clears throat> I want to share with you some of the, you know, fears that come up for my clients when I ask them to set the money goal. So for example, one of the fears is, well, what if I don't meet the goal? Then I'm going to feel discouraged and, you know, I'm going to feel bad about myself or whatever. What if I don't meet the goal? Uh, because then there's this fear, oh, I'm not good enough. I didn't meet the goal and so on. But think about it this way. When you set the goal, again, it's a way to measure your progress. And what could be the worst case scenario if you don't meet it? So if you set the goal for the year for $100,000 and you make $80,000, what happens, right? What would be the worst case scenario if you didn't meet it? Is it that bad, right? Then there's so another fear, and I mentioned on it, is that, you know, oh, I will feel bad about myself. I will think I'm not good enough and so on. But again, it's all what you think about it. You could, you know, what I want to offer is that sometimes if you don't set the goal, you still can be subconsciously disappointed in yourself because you feel like you're not far ahead enough to where you thought you would be. But if you don't have a goal, then how do you know that? Like, how do you know you're not far enough? And also what you're losing is you still are subconsciously, you know, somehow disappointed. But now because you don't have a goal, you don't have that measurement, you actually don't have a way to tell why you're not far enough, right? Far ahead enough. What, what have you done that worked and what have you done that maybe didn't work that you could improve on? So now you're missing the information because you're not measuring. So I'd rather 
be disappointed, let's say, but know and not meet the goal, but know why I didn't do it and know what was working. So then my next period, I can even overdrive that goal, make more money or get to where I want to be, than be subconsciously deep down disappointed and then still have no idea what can I do differently? What can I improve to hit that goal in the next period? Okay. And then, you know, some of my clients then say that, well, if I set a money goal for my business, then it will feel to me like I'm only after money, which is not true because, you know, my clients are passionate women entrepreneurs. They want to make a difference in the world. They started their business to really help others and so on. And that's fine. But again, you get to decide what you make that goal mean. Right. So you get to decide if when you set the money goal, all you focus is I need to make that money. I mean, need to make that money. And then you forget about helping your clients or if you decide that, no, this goal is to guide me, to show me my progress, to allow me to measure. But ultimately, once I set it, I sort of have it in my back of the mind and the front of my mind is my clients and how can I help them and bring them more value and so on. So meaning that goal will be a no-brainer and it will just happen naturally because I'm so focused on helping people and getting out there and telling them I can help. So today, having said all of this, I do want to offer you a new way of thinking, a new way of looking at setting a money goal. So, you know, I know that when you set it, you'll probably come up, your brain will probably serve you a lot of thoughts about how you are not going to make it, all the obstacles, circumstances that can happen that will prevent you from meeting it. And all those fears will come up to the surface. But what I want to say in this moment is that that's a good thing. Because your brain will offer you all the things you actually need to work on to get to the goal you want to get to. So by setting that goal, you will expose your how. Your brain will expose your how. And if you don't believe me, try. Try to set up a realistic but ambitious goal, meaning if you're starting your business and you think you you've made zero money or maybe a thousand dollars don't set up a million dollars in three months right because it's going to be very hard for your for your or even a year for your brain to even comprehend that and you'll get overwhelmed and so on but if you you're at zero thousand dollars and you think okay well i'm gonna make i don't know ten thousand let's just say in the next three months that is challenging. You haven't made it yet, right? But also believable. So if you said that, observe and be aware what thoughts your brain will offer to you and what kind of fears come up. And those fears, those thoughts that you have are exactly the things you need to overcome. So your brain is offering you the how, the steps, 
Ta-da! That's the diamond nugget from today's podcast. There'll be a couple more, but that's the first one. When you set a money goal and all the fears, be aware, sorry, of all the fears that come up around it, because this is your work. This is where you need to grow to get there. So also, when you set the money goal, it will make it much easier for you to make decisions on which offers to offer, decide on your pricing. If you have a lot of you know, insecurities or maybe you can't decide or a lot of drama around it. And here is an example. So let's just say again, your goal for a year will be $50,000 and you have offer number one, that's $300. If you think about it, you would need 100 people to only make 30,000. So not even a full goal, right? You need 100 people for $30,000 if you have an offer of 300. Now, if you have an offer of thousands, so let's just say, I don't know, a website or a coaching package or some sort of social media management package or whatever that is. If your offer is a thousand, you only need 50 people to make $50,000 for the year. That seems more doable. And the thing is that it takes you the same amount of effort to find one client for $300 offers and one client for a $1,000 offer. It doesn't take more time or more effort, trust me. I've been there myself. My clients have been there. We've walked the path. (laughs) We know. So it also allows you to mix the offers and kind of decide, right? Depending on what you have, if you have different websites or different, you know, social media packages or different types of websites or different your VA packages or translation, whatever you're doing, right? You might have different packages. Having that money goal can allow you to see which ones are more profitable, which ones require much more effort to sell and maybe are not even worth, and maybe they're worth dropping off your off your listing there, okay? Um, so I want to offer to you now a quick framework, kind of five-step framework on how to set the goal, all right? So first, set the goal. Make it um believable but also make it push yourself a little bit right so maybe last year you made fifty thousand dollars and this year you were thinking about 60 maybe 80 or hundred thousand dollars is possible for you right so push yourself a bit a little bit outside of your comfort zone i think the gold look rule says 20 percent outside of your comfort zone, and it's still believable to your brain, then write down all that drama, all this, so that's step number two, let your brain come up with all the drama and all the fears and so on. And that's okay. Know that it's normal. We all have them. But be aware of that and see where you need to grow, right? Then step number three, break down your goal to quarters and months, and then maybe number of clients that you need, right? Or packages that you need to sell different if you have different packages. And then be also aware here of seasonality 
if you have one, if you have seasonality in your business, be aware of it. So by seasonality, for example, if you're a photographer, maybe, you know, most of the weddings that maybe your offer, this is my, your most expensive offer, happen between, I don't know, May and October. So in the winter, maybe most of your shoots happen in indoors or their family or maybe branding or maybe some, you know, Christmas things. And maybe during those months, you make less income or you bring in more income and make less money than during summer months, right? So account for that and um, make those goals, monthly goals or quarterly goals accordingly, right? But just still think about it. It's a measurement. Now, once you have that, so you set the goal, you know where you need to grow, you know how you're going to get there by knowing where you need to grow, but also breaking it down monthly and by number of clients. So then step number four, actually, yes, forget about the money goal in your day-to-day actions, in your weekly actions. Put that goal on the month back burner and now focus on the actions that you need to take to get there. The plan that you created in step number three, right? Two and three. So what do I need to do now? You know, what what am I promoting? Who am I saying and telling? What packages I'm focusing on in my promotion and sales in the business? Who am I helping to get there? So then That, I think, will relieve the pressure of, oh, my God, I'm all about the money. All I'm thinking is the money and I'm not motivated by the money. Once you know how many clients, you know, you need to, you know, you want how many, what type of packages will allow you to meet that goal. Focus on that. Focus on your clients. Focus on helping them. And then put the money goal on the back burner until step number five, you get to review it. So then once a month, and then once a quarter, do your math, do your accounting. Maybe your accountant can help you if you have, or if you're doing it alone, that's fine. Do your accounting, put all the income in uh, from, you know, packages you've sold and see where you are. And then review it, not to, again, don't beat yourself up if you don't, don't, didn't meet it. Celebrate what you've accomplished Put pat on the back, be happy, celebrate of the accomplishments, see what worked and what you need to do more of it, right? If it's working, you're going to do more of it. And maybe what didn't work and you can either improve on or ditch altogether or whatever, right? And so those are five easy steps. And also what I want to say is that look at that. So let's just say again, you had one, you, you had a quarter goal, $15,000, and maybe each month you decided that it would be $5,000. And in that quarter, you didn't meet that goal. Maybe you made, I don't know, let's just say $13,000. So you fell short $2,000. And maybe in the first two months, it took you two months to get to $5,000. And then the third month was amazing, right? And that's okay. So when you do your monthly reviews, and if you think about, okay, I wanted to make $5,000 in a month, but I managed to do it in two months. Hey, congratulations. You still made 
$5,000, which means you know how to make $5,000. All you need to do now is just figure out how to compress the time. So your brain already knows I've made $5,000. I can repeat it again. It's just how do I do it faster, right? So that's good news. So those that review, that type of review allows you to really um, learn a lot, learn from yourself, learn from the successes and learn from what didn't go well and decide whether you want to improve it or whether you don't want to do it altogether and try something new whatever. That's what an entrepreneurship and running your business is, right? We try things, we learn, and we get better. And then whatever doesn't work, then we decide if you want to continue, improve, or, or ditch, and so on. So I think that when you do those steps, and when you set the money goal for yourself, you will actually grow and you'll have some amazing aha moments and breakthroughs in your business, about your business, about your offers, but also about yourself. And, you know, establishing the belief and maybe you do have some work in there that making money is not bad. I mean, money, it's not bad. It's, it's normal. Okay, money provides for our needs, but also our wants, and there's nothing bad with it. And we can also help others. And you're the one who decides you as the leader of your life and your business, decide how you want to think about money and what you want to do with it when you get it, right? So be a confident CEO, be a leader of your life and business, embrace making good money through it, because that's definitely one of the reasons why you started, because through it, you can help a lot of people through your business, through donations, charities, whatever you want to do. And if you do have any questions, or if you do want to share your thoughts, post some comments. Or send me an email at maggie at stairwaytoleadership.com. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening today. If this podcast resonated with you, please come back. Also, you can leave a review on whatever platform you're listening. And if you have a suggestion, question, or a topic you would like me to talk about, let's get in touch via email. Email me at maggie at stairwaytoleadership.com. See you in the next episode.